Welcome to Courageous by Crossroads Apologetics, a look into what motivates us to step out in courage and the everyday bravery of men and women like you. In each episode, we hear a personal story of bravery centered around this question. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? And now your host, founder of Crossroads Apologetics, Jeff Johnson. Welcome back to another episode of the Courageous Crossroads. I am uh, super excited for you to hear my next guest, Corey Ballard. I'm reminded of a C.S. Lewis quote that's one of my favorites. Okay, the truth is, (laughs) it's hard to find a C.S. Lewis quote that isn't my favorite. That guy, so many profound things to say about the human condition. But one of his quotes that I love so much, I actually turned it into a poster and I got it down in my workplace. And it says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. And isn't that just a beautiful picture of courage? Doesn't that embody what courage is? To be able to, some people might say repent, but to be able to stop where you're at, reflect and take a look and go, I'm not, I'm not happy with the way that this is going. And decide to swallow your pride and to take a turn and point your life in a different direction. And um, I think that has a lot to say about courage. And um, that's all I'm going to say about our next guest, Corey Ballard, who's a dear friend of mine, and I cannot wait to hear what he has to say about courage. Okay, Corey, so welcome to the Courageous Crossroads podcast, formerly known as the Courageous Podcast. Glad to be here. Again, <laughs> yes. Okay. Can we tell the quick backstory, Jeff, or not? Elephant in the room. Do you want to tell it, or should I? Well, I, I, yeah. So Jeff just came to me. I, I had done the podcast maybe three months ago, and Jeff came to me, and I, I could tell you had maybe a little bit of embarrassment. And you said, "Hey, I, I got to tell you something. I, I think I lost your podcast." <laughs> and I took that as it probably wasn't very good, and you threw it away. That's what you thought. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think that, but <laughs> it does happen from time to time. And uh, so uh, you said, "Hey, can we do it again?" And, and here we are. You were the first one that I recorded, Corey, and then I can't believe I went back to look for all these assets, and I cannot find you recorded over me the Corey Ballard asset <laughs> recorded over you someplace. I'm like, oh my goodness! So anyway, it happens. You know, we do the we have our own podcast, and uh, there's been we had one really really good one, and we recorded over it, and I was so embarrassed to tell the guy like, hey man, is there any way we can try to recapture that magic? And it was tough because you have to try to, you know. Right. It was like, and I'm so, and, and we've had a few that we've um, lost on purpose, but, you know. So anyway, the fir- <laughs> okay, I get that. So anyway, the very first one that you did. Yes, sir. Was incredible, life-changing, unbelievable. However, it's lost to all time. So we don't have the benefit of that. So we're just going to have to jump back in. Sure. And go again. But I really appreciate you visiting with us here today about the topic of courage. Can you tell people about your backstory, a little bit about you, your family, what you're doing, your business, whatever you sure. want to share? Um, yeah, Corey Ballard. Um, grew up in Ankeny, Iowa, graduated uh, from Ankeny High School um, quite a few years ago. I won't age myself too much, but uh, Lindsey Joe and I are married. We have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. Uh, Finley's our girl, and Levi is 9. And uh, my oldest daughter is 20 from a previous marriage. So Skyla uh, had a chance to go to University of Iowa or Iowa State and last minute chose to go to Aveda and do hair. And um, her mom has a really nice high-end salon in Des Moines, and she's um, working there and absolutely loving it and doing great. 
Um, so that was an interesting deal because I really wanted her to go to college because I didn't go to college. And, of course, go Hawks, right? And, That's right, uh, go Hawks. Uh, so that was tough, but uh, at the end of the day, I just wanted her to do whatever makes her happy, and she's super passionate about that industry um, and had a great avenue to get right into a, a great career, and uh, so she's been doing that now six months, I believe, and uh, we're in the process of looking in to buy her a townhome here soon, and so, uh, yeah, we live here in Grimes, and uh, we're building a, a new facility for one of my companies called Ballard Products here right in Granger, which is like six minutes from our home, which... Uh, is going to be amazing to be six minutes from the. Sh- I don't know if it's good or bad to be six minutes <laughs> be from the office. Um, uh, but yeah, and my, you know, uh, I started a lawn care company way back when I was 14 years old. Just started mowing grass and and uh, built that company. It's called Perfect Cut. Um, it's the blue trucks. If anybody listening pays attention to what's going on out there, at least in our area, but uh, ultimately built it into a really nice company um, with uh, three locations: Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Omaha. Uh, and just shy of about 200 employees during our peak. And then uh, um, actually sold that company in October of 21 to a national. Um, and my business partner and I, he's still actually on. And uh, I'm on until April 1st. And I'm and I'm done, actually, Jeff, which is, uh, you know, been kind of interesting. That's kind of feel. Yeah, you know, strange. when you start a company from scratch and you sell it, um, we really didn't I didn't have any intention of selling it it just it, the timing made sense and financially it made sense and and I wasn't running the day-to-day and I hadn't been running the day-to-day for probably six or seven years and um so yeah it's kind of like selling one of your children it's a, it was my baby and you started that company yeah. in high school yeah started it from scratch and uh and so I'm done April 1st um but I'm still going to stay on with the team a little bit as far as our strategy team and um you know, they would like me to be a part of that as much as I want to be. And, uh, at least from a visionary standpoint. And, um, you know, I still care tremendously about that company. I mean, I, I, I love perfect cut and I love our people and, um, that company continues to grow, but it's just a little different now when, when somebody else owns it. And, uh, it's still, when I see a blue truck drive by or it's still, I forget sometimes people will say, Hey, you own perfect cut? And I go, yeah. And then I go, what? No, actually, I don't. I don't own it. But, uh, Not anymore. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, ran that company for many, many years and, and again, grew up from scratch. And I just learned a lot of lessons along the way uh, of leading people and, um, you know, and, uh, and growing a company and, and uh, you know, uh, and today I get to work in the industry doing, you know, something different with the Ballard product line. I won't get way into that, but we sell accessories throughout the, the U.S. Um, to uh, to lawn care companies, and um, I'm extremely passionate about that. I get an opportunity to, to speak at events, and uh, we have our own podcast where we talk to lawn care owners and business owners um, and uh, get to share their stories as well. So that's something that's really fun to keep me connected to the industry. You're just a, real, a very successful entrepreneur, Corey. I've known that about you ever since I've known you. And when I found out that you were the one that started Perfect Cut, you know, my chin kind of hit the floor a little bit because that's not a small business. I mean, that's a well-known, well-respected business. Um, I'll do my best to put the Green Grind link in the show notes so people can get over there to sure. to see you. But you're such a hard worker. As we ease into the topic of courage, I've heard you say before that you're just going to outwork the next guy. Does courage relate to that somehow? Well, you know, yeah, that's interesting, Jeff. I was thinking, you know, 
I don't claim to be the smartest guy. I just, I, I worked really, really hard. I continue to work really hard. And I think my thought all along was we'll just outwork everybody. Um, you know, when they're taking breaks on, you know, when they're not working weekends and when they're taking breaks, we're just going to keep outworking them. And, you know, I don't pretend that I did this all on my own. I had great people around me. Um, I was fortunate enough to surround myself with people that um, were just really, really good. And I don't know, sometimes I think I was lucky and sometimes I think that maybe I just was able to draw really good people in and, and tell them what I was trying to accomplish and my story. And, you know, Matt always says, you just had a, an incredible knack for, you were just really driven and people just wanted to work. Wanted, they wanted to just be a part of whatever you were doing. It didn't matter if we were doing lawn care or today selling accessories. People just wanted to be a part of your energy. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, you know, I, I like to work hard. Um, I work, I don't work near as hard as I used to. I may tell you that we've, we've kind of refocused our, our time on our family now, which has been incredible that we get to do that today. But, um, yeah, you know, it just, you know, surrounding myself with really, really good people, staying focused, you know, people always ask me all the time about, you know, what's the magic sauce to business or being in shape or a great marriage or all. And I just, the word I can, you know, consistently use is, is it's consistency, you know, you, you, you can't get in shape in a week. You can't get rich in a month. You can't build a great company in a year. It just yeah. takes years and years and years of grinding and, and not quitting. There were so many times when, man, it just got really, really tough. Um, and we just would, we just refocus and, um, you know, I'm kind of old school. I make a list of, you know, where are we at today? What are the things that are, you know, what are the hurdles in front of me and what do we got to do to get through them? You know, and, um, and so we just stayed really, really consistent throughout the years. And, and, you know, um, again, I don't own perfect cut today, but man, it's been a, what a, sometimes I go to our meetings, our team meetings or spring kickoff or fall kickoff, and there's 200 men and women in our facility. And maybe this happens at your company, Jeff. And I just look around and I think, wow, like mm-hmm. I remember sitting there with two employees and three employees and four employees and I'm thinking someday I'm going to be big, you know, or someday. Um, you know, we're going to have something special and today it is so special and that's not my doing. That's, um, that's God, that's great people. That's, um, probably some luck, timing, um, hard work, um, and just surrounding myself with, you know, great people and, 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 and really some really good mentors along the way as well. Oh, that's great. Um, when you think about courage, when you think about that topic of courage, what do you, what do you, what's first to mind with you? What? exemplifies somebody as being courageous oh that's a tough one you know i think you know courage i mean it, it sometimes i actually think of the opposite of fear and i'm just going to back up real quick mm-hmm. one of the things that has driven me probably so much in my life is fear uh the fear of not being enough um you know i don't know if i said this on the last time the last podcast that we we threw away but um <laughs> I don't know if somebody ever said this to me that, Hey, Corey, you're not enough, but I always had this in me that I felt like maybe I wasn't enough. And so, um, I always had a lot of fear and I think some, some level of fear is really good. Um, fear of not being enough, fear of not being successful enough, fear of what other people think of me. Um, and what I've come to learn over the years is first off, nobody's really thinking of me. (laughs) They're thinking of themselves. Um, yeah, but to be courageous, I think you've got to be uncomfortable. You've got to, um, you've, you've got to lead and you've got to take chances. Um, and you've got, you know, you've got to be a person that, uh, 
um, that people trust and believe in and, and courage. I, I mean, courage is that it's a tough word when I think about it. Cause it can be, I mean, there's, you know, when I, I, sh- I should look up the definition and we can read it out loud, but you know, I just, I, I think of, um, you know, being, being, you know, courageous. And, and again, I always think of it as leading people. You know, I, I always take a huge responsibility and, um, the lives that, you know, when you own a business or when you're an entrepreneur, um, and you have a lot of responsibility on you when you have people that you, that rely on you to make great decisions and good decisions to protect them, protect their families, protect the greater good of the entire company and their families and their friends. And, uh, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. No, I think that gets it. And we're sneaking up on the, on the question I'm going to ask you here in a minute. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? How does courage relate to morality? Because in business, you have the opportunity to sell your soul a hundred times a day. I mean, I hope I'm not, that's not hyperbole, but you know what I mean. I mean, you got the opportunity to cheat and cut a corner and do whatever. And courage, is that related for you to morality, to making the right choice, the ethical choice, the correct choice? Or can you be courageous when you're kind of being sneaky and nasty too? Is that an okay question? Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Um, you know, I believe that if you do the right thing, um, if you continue to do the right thing, that 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 things take care of themselves, you know, and, and that could be financially, like, you know, in the beginning of our business, you know, Matt Bowman, my business partner, I remember Matt always saying, you know, Corey, if we just do the right thing, the money will take care of itself, right? And and some people just chase the dollar. And I find that those most of those people are really unhappy because there's never content. You know, it's never enough. It's not the next nice car or next house. It's not the new wife. It's not the, ne- it's, mm-hmm. it's, they're always chasing. And, um, you know, and so we've always, and I think I've always, well, that's not true. I, I've certainly done things that I'm not proud of, um, especially in my personal life. But when it comes to business, you know, we've always tried to do the right thing. Um, I just feel like if you cheat, steal, cut corners, um, it might give you short-term gain, but it's going to be long-term pain, you know? And I just, I don't feel like, um, I don't know very many people that, that, that cheat the system of when I say the system, it could be a lot of different things in life, but, um, that ultimately are at peace that are successful, that have successful marriages that are good fathers, good friends, good husbands, um, good business leaders, um, good, just good stewards of the community. Um, I feel like it always comes full circle. Yeah. That's, you know, and I think about someone, I see people doing things that are, when I see these frauds or I'm watching a documentary, I always think, I always think, what was the game plan? Like, did you not know that that was going to eventually catch up to you? And and then I also think, how did you sleep at night knowing that someday you're going to have to face the consequences of your actions? You're going to have to look yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Corey, that's a great answer to a tough question. Thank you for answering it because I, I, yeah, I feel like courage and morality are tethered together. The people that I really admire are people that step out in faith and step out to do something bold and noble, and that's that feels like courage to me, as opposed to people that are just gaming the system. Um, another question for you. Who in your life, past, present, um, do you admire, do you really look up to as somebody who represents courage to you? <sighs> you, <laughs> uh, you know, since you've been in my life, Jeff, you've, you've, you've certainly you know, taught me a lot, but, um, you know, wow. 
my dad and my dad is my best friend and it's such a weird thing because he doesn't embody all the things that that maybe a father should um you know he he showed me things and I, I hung with my dad he was my best bud and I saw things and I was a part of things that ultimately led to later which we'll get to and we talk about some things that I had to change in my life but um you know he's just the way he treats his children and the I mean if I called him today right now and said I'm in a pinch he would he would be here as fast as his vehicle allowed him to be here and and so you know I look up to the way he um the way he treats his children and the way he would do anything for any of us and um you know he's been somebody that's just been my rock at my highest and my lowest points and um, he's the first person I want to tell when we when we when we win something or celebrate something like I, I was just thinking the other day like you know my son's doing really really good in the racing world and you know my dad's 70 and, and is he going to be here let's just say Levi makes it to whatever level right mm-hmm. is he going to see that come to fruition would he like would it be it won't be as special if he doesn't see my son at that whatever level that is you know and and uh you know, and when I've accomplished some things that I think are pretty significant in business, like um, he's the one that that I that I want him to be proud. And my mom's been a, a big part of that too. My mom has been the business um, sounding board for me from day one. She's just she's as smart as it gets when it comes to business. So she's the one I call about business. But when it comes to um, you know you know personal things, my dad and I have just been really really tight and. Um, I've certainly had other mentors along the way, um, and some for the wrong reasons. And, you know, I had people in my life that I look up, I looked up to, especially in my early twenties that didn't have the moral compass, didn't have the things, um, they weren't the people that I thought they were, but on the outside, Jeff, it looked so good to me at an, at a young age, right? They had the big house and the fancy cars and the lake house and the beautiful wife and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had a girlfriend too, you know, and I thought that was cool, right? Because I just didn't know. I thought that that was something I didn't know how wrong that was at the time. I thought, well, man, this guy's got everything. He's got money and all the stuff and he must be so happy. Oh, and he has a wife and a girlfriend. That, my brain didn't tell me that, you know, that's not a good, that's not a good guy. Right. And, and, and my mentors were quite a bit older than me when I was in my early twenties and, and they were in their forties and fifties. And I would hang with these guys and I would drink with them and smoke cigars with them. And they would tell me all these stories and I wanted to be them. I wanted all the stuff they had. Um, but what I never, what I never asked is if they were happy. I never, or how well they slept at night or were they at peace, you know, and, and, and what kind of relationship did they really have with their kids or with their wife? Yeah, you know what kind of leader were they? You know, and so um, I don't know if that answers your question because mm-hmm. I, you know, over the years I've just I've I've changed the people that I look up to quite a bit, and yeah. I really look at I look at people different now, and I don't care what they have, and when it, when it comes to stuff, you know, I I had so many people tell me, you know, Corey, if I had all, you know, if I had your life, I'd be so happy, and then and I was like, why am I so unhappy then? You know, because on the outside, it looks so sexy and it looks so good, right? I could dress up and have the stuff that everybody thought made you successful and important. And But on the inside, it was like, man, I'm miserable. To come to realize that that's not all that you thought it was. No, you answered the question very well, Corey, that looking up to your dad and how he represents courage to you now, I think that's a, that's a powerful thing. Do you think... Um, 
Do you think courage is rare in our society today, or do you think it's all over the place? Oh, our society today. We get we get another podcast on <laughs> our society today. Um, I, mean, it, I don't know, Jeff. That's a tough one. I there's certainly people out there that I mean, there's certainly great people out there. Um, I just don't know. I don't I don't trust as many people as I used to. I always wonder if people have maybe an ulterior motive. I I look at them and think, you know, sometimes I think, and maybe this is bad, but I'm always thinking, what's in it for them? You know, what's their angle? You know, why does this guy want to help me? Or what's why, the motive? what's the motive? I'm always thinking like, what is the motive? And does somebody truly just, does somebody truly just want to be a friend? Do they just, you know, when somebody invites me for coffee, um, do, do they want to sell me something all the time? Is somebody always trying to sell me something or do they just want to see how I'm doing? And then I get to find out how they're doing and how their kids are doing. Um, so, you know, I mean, again, I, I think our society continues to change and, you know, there's social media things going on, political things going on. Um, I don't, I don't think people are built like they used to be. Yeah. You know, unfortunately I think there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. Well, there's certainly, you got that right. Um, Corey, I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your transparency. I mean, you just, you, that kind of authenticity is um very valuable to me and you influence me and you influence so many other people by being able to be so transparent about about everything about how you feel about stuff and i really i i really appreciate that so i don't know if this is a harder question or if this is an easier question but let's come down to the question Corey ballard what's the most courageous thing you've ever done (sighs) yeah you know for me um and you know my story, Jeff, uh, probably as good as anybody. Um, you know, for me, you know, I was on a path of um, of destruction, you know. And again, from the outside looking in, it looked really, really good. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, I had, I had made it, whatever that looks like. I used air quotes there, kind of, I had made it. And mm-hmm. I felt entitled. Um, and, you know, I was running what I thought was successful business. Some of it, sometimes we had good years, sometimes we had bad years, but I had all these employees and, and I had things going on that I thought looked so good, all the things that I thought I wanted. And, um, and then I, I, over time just continued to, to develop a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And, um, I drank, um, more than I should. I, I I was a binge drinker. I would, when I start drinking, I don't quit. It's, you know, it's just kind of who I am. I'm like an all or nothing type of guy. If you didn't know that I'm just, I'm gas pedal all the way down. And, and so, you know, in my early forties, I was, you know, I was drinking, um, in excess. Um, I wasn't being a good husband. Um, I wasn't being faithful. I was, um, uh, I wasn't a great dad. Um, I thought, again, I, I thought that because I provided things, um, the home and the vehicles and all those things, that, that that qualified me as a good dad and that qualified me as a good husband. And and I just, uh, you know, I wasn't present. Um, and so, you know, I... I woke up one day, I was, I I was taking a motorcycle, I did some motorcycle rides all around the country, I went all the way to Alaska and the tip of Mexico, and I did some adventure riding, and I thought I was doing that to try to find myself, I I made, I convinced myself and my wife that I'm going to ride this motorcycle around the country, and I'm just going to do some soul searching, 
And the truth of it is, Jeff, I, I was just trying to get away from reality. And that way I could travel and I could also drink the way I wanted to drink in hotels and, and bars and restaurants. And, and I could just get away and no one would know what I'm doing because I'm by myself. I'm all over. And, um, and the last trip I took, I was jumped on my motorcycle and I was heading to Kansas City. And I'd been drinking, so it's a miracle that I made it there without dying, to be 100% honest. Um, and I, I ended up in Omaha. And I don't know if you know a lot about maps, but uh, <laughs> I went the wrong way. That's just, I mean. Kansas City Can- I was not Omaha. <laughs> yeah, so I, I must have took the wrong exit coming out of Des Moines. And I came to in Omaha and uh, spent a couple of days in a hotel casino and gambled and, and did what I do, right? And uh, I woke up. Um, the second to the last time I drank, I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I don't know how long I stood there, Jeff. God, it felt like an hour, but I just, I looked in the mirror and I just didn't like the guy I saw. And, uh, I was, you know, bloodshot eyes, hungover, maybe still drunk. Um, and I just thought, is this it? Is this, is this your story? Is this, is this, is this who you want to be? Um, Lindsay was on the, the verge of moving out, um, and leaving me and she had every right to, it's, it's amazing. She stuck around as long as she did. She was basically raising our young children on her own. Cause I was never there. I was working and playing right. And, uh, hanging with the boys and justifying it as every day to her that that's just how life is. You know, I'm, I make the money and I'm the guy and I, that's what you do. And I didn't ask for per, you know, permission. I just did what I wanted to do. And. And so my life was coming to a tough crossroads and my business partner at Perfect Cut basically said, hey, Corey, I can't be a part of this anymore either. And he had, he had actually quit drinking several years before that. And him, you know, we were drinking buddies and he had quit drinking uh, maybe three years before I decided that it was no longer going to work in my life. And, you know, I had a cover- conversation with him and he was tough on me. Um, it was some tough love and that's what a guy like me needed. And um, I, I got back and... Um, of course the guy that was there for me was my dad. He picked me up and he drove me around and, um, but he didn't know how to help me and he didn't know how to fix me. He, he, you know, and, um, I finally just asked for help. I finally just said, you know what, this just isn't working. And, um, I had toyed with stopping drinking a few different times, but I was never serious about it. And, and so at that point I just surrendered. I just, I said, I need help. And, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix my marriage or not. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix my business or not. Um, but for the first time I did it for me, I was no longer going to not drink for, to keep Lindsay happy or to get some heat off my back. I just said, I've got to get sober. And uh, I didn't know what that looked like either. I didn't, you know, in the beginning I thought I'll just quit drinking and, you know, I guess life will be boring and and there's nothing fun that's going to happen anymore. And cause it just had been a part of my life from a very young age. I, I watched it with my parents and my grandparents. Um, you know, I come from a long line of people that, you know, that drank and, um, and it was, it was just destructive in my life. And, and so I asked for help and, uh, committed myself to go to a treatment program and I went to treatment for 30 days and uh, actually like 21 days in, um, they said, Hey, your insurance ran out. And so you have to go home. And I said, uh, absolutely not. Um, I'm not ready to go home. And they said, well, you'll have to pay out of pocket. And I just said, I always keep a check in my wallet, fold it up really tight just in case. And I just said, here's a blank check. Tell me what the number is and I'll write it. And uh, because I knew that it was, for me, it was life or death. Um, I was not ready to go home. Um, I needed to finish my 30 days because I, I felt like the, the last, I was finally at the point where we were, 
having a breakthrough. And there was a counselor there, and I and for the first time ever, I was just honest. I had wrote I had wrote a letter to my mom and my dad. Um, I didn't even give it to him, but just right in the letter was, you know, just about my childhood and the things I saw. And my parents got divorced at a really young age, and I saw quite a bit of chaos and and just different things going on. And I had this counselor that finally just forced me. Um, maybe forced me or maybe I was just ready um, just to get freaking honest for the first time ever about you know what was going on and what I figured out was I didn't really have a drinking problem I had a Corey problem and I was trying to fill all these things and numb all these things with alcohol and and uh, and so I just I got serious about it and uh, committed to it and um, you know, I haven't had a drink in almost six and a half years now. Um, have no intention of ever going back to that life. That life, and and the the crazy thing is, I loved drinking, and it wasn't about some people drank to get drunk and, and and numb the pain. I loved all the things about it. I loved the conversations. I loved being the guy's guy at the bar, talking about sports and women and. Um, I liked feeling important. You know, when I go to the bar, I'd always buy drinks and people thought when I was buying drinks, it was to get them drunk. I was buying drinks to feel important. So they thought I was the guy. Right. And, and so, um, you know, drinking was just something that I really was just a big piece of my life that, um, it, and it, it just no longer was working. And so long answer, sorry about that. But, you know, for me, um, just, for the first time in my life to make a huge, huge change. Um, and then years, you know, several years into sobriety, you know, I had to, to really change the way, you know, I had some issues in my marriage and I just had to really change because just getting, so I thought just getting sober was going to fix everything. Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Yeah. And so, you know, today, man, my marriage looks different. My, the way my, my relationship with my kids is different. The way I run a business is different. The way I, my friends, my friendships are different. Um, my outlook on life is different. My empathy for people, um, everything is so different today. Beautiful answer, Corey. And I've seen you in your sobriety reach out and help so many other men. That's one of the things, you know, again, I mean, I don't want to slobber on you too much, but that's one of the things that I admire so much about you, Corey, is that you're giving this away and the courage that it takes to own your story and to change those behaviors is really, really powerful. I mean, has that act of courage, being able to put the plug in the jug and, and really take a hard look at yourself, that's fundamentally changed you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's changed everything. And I, I, I get to share that story with anybody that I see that's struggling. And maybe I don't help as many men as I want to. Um, but man, I'm certainly open and I'm, and I'm really honest. Anytime I talk to somebody that's struggling, I tell them my story. And, um, because I think, again, I think people, when they see my life, it doesn't look like the story I tell. They think it must be perfect, right? To have the nice stuff because it looks pretty on the outside. And when I tell them that I'm just like them and I, I was waking up in hotels and I was doing all this crazy stuff and I wasn't a good dad and I wasn't a good father or a good husband and, and I wasn't faithful and people are like, you have a beautiful wife. And I'm like, I had nothing to do with her. It was all, I was trying to fill some hole in me that alcohol couldn't fill and, and women couldn't fill and cars and watches and houses couldn't fill. Nothing could fill that hole that was inside of me. And, um, you know, and, it, and 
it, it today it's so different. I don't, I don't need. It's weird. I don't need um, people to think today that I'm successful or unsuccessful. I don't care if they. I just want them to think I'm a good guy, and then I that I'm here for them, and then I'm honest, and I'll tell yeah. them the truth. I don't, I don't, I don't have a watch on today. Right? I used to wear these fancy watches. It was so you thought I was important. <laughs> I, I know what time it is. My phone tells me right here. I know it right. was all it was all a facade to make people think I was something different. And and today I don't need that, which is such a different such a different person than what I was even I don't know two, three, four, five years ago. And um, you know, but again, just taking the alcohol out wasn't the fix. But um, today I look back and think, man, I I wouldn't. I, I can't, I can't imagine going back to that life again. Mm. Um, say something encouraging here before we close to the person that is out there that's on the precipice of either, I mean, Corey, you can speak to people from a lot of different perspectives with the life that you've lived and the courage that you just embody. But whether they're going to make a, a leap with a business investment or a major change in their life or maybe somebody that's struggling with drugs and alcohol or something like that somebody's getting ready to do something but something's holding them back how would you what would you say to that person to to have them embrace that courage and push through oh that's a tough one jeff um only tough questions here i know that's a tough one because there's you know when i think business you know i I, my brain goes to business right or then it goes to you know i mean at the end of the day you you have to decide you know what type of life do you want to live and what type of legacy do you want to lead and how do you want people to remember you? And, you know, and, and so I always just ask people, are you, what's the, why, what, are you, what, what's the reason, you know, I want to do this new bent, you know, this new business venture. Why? Well, I want to make more money, but why, you know, I always ask people, why do you want to do these things? You know? And, and so my question for people a lot of times is I want to know what their why is and, and what gets them up and what gets them excited. Um, I, I just had a conversation with somebody about a job and they were saying they could make uh, 30% more than what they're making now. And I said, but you're going to be miserable. Are you willing to do that and be unhappy? Like, are you willing? Well, but man, I'm going to make 30% more than I'm making today. I'm like, but you you know, we both had this conversation. You know, you're going to be miserable. You, you already said you're going to hate that. Mm. And you know, are you, and you're going to be hating Fridays and praying for, you know, you're going to be praying for Fridays and hating Mondays. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if that answers. It's like, I just, I think it's, you know, and if you're married, I think, you know, it's super important to have your, you know, if you, if your spouse isn't on board with you, if you're thinking about a new business venture, you better make sure your spouse is a hundred percent on board. You know, do they have your back? You know, are they on board a hundred percent? Cause it's going to be tough if you start a new business or, or whatever that looks like. Um, you know, if, if you're struggling with drugs and alcohol, you know, are you, do you really want to get sober and, and, and why, and, and what does that life look like? And, and then there's so many people that will help you. None of us do this on our own, whether it's business, you know, there's so many great mentors, there's programs out there, there's people out there to help you. Um, you know, I just encourage people to, to look at their resources around them and, and surround themselves with people that are winning. I mean, I try to surround myself with winners and in people that are going to challenge me and I surround myself with people that are going to tell me the truth because I had for many many years the people around me um 
They didn't tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. I need people to tell me the truth. I need people to say, listen, Corey, you got to pull your head out of your ass. Mm-hmm. Like you're, what you're doing is not right. And, and I, mm-hmm. and I do that to people now and it's cost me some friendships. Um, but if I see somebody doing something that I don't believe in, I just tell them the truth. I don't find it, you know, I don't find it amusing anymore. If, if somebody's doing things, you know, if, if they're cheating on their wife and they think that I think that's funny or cool or amusing, I don't. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't find those things funny today. And, and so, yeah, I don't know. Again, that's a tough one. I, um, you know, I just, I think about what kind of life do you want to live and, and, and what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Looking at your legacy, surrounding yourself by people that you, with people that you find courageous that embody the kind of life that you want to be living. I think that's a great way to encourage people that are getting ready to take that leap and, and step out and courage. Corey Ballard, Man of courage. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm saving you. this tape. I'm locking it. I'm a hit save right now. You don't get a third round with me. <laughs> That's this, it. This is it, buddy. This is all I got. Corey, thanks so much for joining yeah. us. Thanks for having me. All right. See you. Thank you for joining us today on Courageous. If you'd like to hear more about the work and ministry being done at Crossroads Apologetics, please visit our home on the web at crossroadsapologetics.org. Would you or someone you know like to be featured on Courageous? Send us an email at info at crossroadsapologetics.com or info at crossroadsapologetics.org telling us about the most courageous thing you've ever done.